folks, welcome to another exciting episode of the Chad Prather Show. We're going to get right into it. The left exploded on Sunday after President Trump attended the Daytona 500 and used the infamous armored limousine nicknamed The Beast to conduct the ceremonial first lap on the track. The New York Post blasted the president for the misuse of taxpayer dollars. Did taxpayers just pay for Air Force One to do a flyover and deposit Trump to be driven in his limousine and all the secret service this stunt must have entailed? Well, I don't know. Do we dare bring up the numerous overseas trips that taxpayers were forced to pay while the Obama family toured Europe? Imagine that left is finally showing interest in your taxpayer dollars after they've spent years, decades even, throwing your money down the drain. And since when did the leftist elite begin caring about anything that happens at a NASCAR race? That's right, as soon as the president got involved. They blasted the stunt as an early campaign move to try to swing Florida voters. And so what? Is it a surprise that Trump is planning a re-election campaign? I mean, duh. And he's going to win the thing, especially after reactions like this from the left. Now, some link the president's appearance at the annual race to that of, of course, Hitler and his lap around the track at the 1936 Berlin Summer Olympics. I mean, would you people please give me a break at this point? Comparing Trump to a dictator is quite a stretch, but that's exactly what the left wants. They want those images to become synonymous with the way the country views Trump, MAGA, the working class, Republicans at large, yes, you. The more of a connection they can draw between these two images, the more uproar they can cause in November. Now, Twitter users were quick to drag fans of the Daytona 500 by saying that the president was merely targeting his core demographic, or as they put it, a group of obese, toothless, heavily tattooed, drunken fans and their husbands. Now, the left is accepting of all the people, right? All the people, very tolerant. They preach love and acceptance, but only if you do the right song and dance. News outlets, verified Twitter accounts, and keyboard warriors alike call Trump's Daytona 500 appearance a perfect example of a propaganda used by a classic dictatorship, but that's far from the truth. Let's be honest. This is not a true dictatorship. Come on, people. This is not true authoritarianism, and it's far from it. You see, we as Americans... Listen to me, we don't know real struggle, and that's the truth. Our generation and the generations following us are the most pampered, self-serving, selfish group of individuals we have. Listen, I, we haven't suffered, folks, not the way our grandparents or the generation before them did. We didn't live through the Great Depression, drought, famine. We weren't drafted. We have no reference for standing in a bread line or using segregated bathrooms. We are a lush society, spoiled even. That's our reality. And while we sit in the land of the free crying out oh, for gluten-free, cage-free, vegan, non-GMO, locally sourced, ethically cared for, and soy-based, organically raised foods, others around the world are facing the realities of real hunger and starvation. The rights we are, quote, fighting for, well, they're first world luxuries compared to other places that are still fighting for the right to live without overarching authoritarian rule. Nations where speaking freely against those in elected office is still punishable by jail time or even death. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. One word that could be perceived as critical or harsh, and you're done. While American women protest attacks on tampons, women in Iran fight to even show their faces. While Bernie supporters are crying over his support of the dairy industry, most notably during one of his recent rallies, and all the while, 
Bernie, I'm your biggest supporter. Bernie, I'm your biggest supporter. And I'm here to ask you to stop propping up the dairy industry and to stop propping up animal agriculture. And all the while, 800,000 Syrians are displaced in their homeland, living in overcrowded camps, fighting for food, while others fight to have LGBTQ plus representation in movies and free use of bathrooms. Some fight just to be seen as human. Some struggle to survive in countries that are hell-bent on eradicating those who identify as anything but straight. We as Americans know nothing of true struggle. We are pampered. We are spoiled. Do you want to know a true dictatorship? Well, I want you to look no further than Vladimir Putin, where school children are encouraged and guided to refer to the president as Uncle Vova. They worship him like an idol, a living deity, not out of choice, but obligation. He's turned the entire country into his fan base, but not by free will. He's a man who served two presidential terms, one spanning from 2000 to 2008 and the current beginning in 2012 and projected to last until 2024. So the people of Russia are careful to express their disdain for him. And yet in each election, he wins by a landslide. Now that's collusion if I've ever seen it. Bombastic displays of propaganda riddle national television. In 2011, a deep-sea expedition involving Putin was broadcast on national TV. He sank 20 feet down into the water and immediately discovered buried treasure neatly placed at the seafloor. A national hero paraded across the TV. The Renaissance man, he can do anything. Last May, Putin participated in a showcase of one of his favorite pastimes, hockey. He dominated the rink unsurprisingly and single-handedly scored 8 out of 10 winning goals what a renaissance man. He can do anything. Can you imagine being on that team? I wouldn't even want to touch the puck, and God forbid anybody checks him into the glass. He lives for applause, praise, admiration, and glory, and he wants to be coveted, and he will do whatever it takes to get it. This is a country in which those who speak up and speak out against Putin and the regime are forced into modern-day gulags and work camps. Or worse, some are even met with a bullet. What appears to be a vicious political assassination, a popular outspoken critic of the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, shot in the back, right out in the open, just blocks from the Kremlin. Now let's take Boris Nemtsov as a prime example, a journalist unafraid of speaking the truth when it came to Vladimir Putin. He paid the ultimate price for his free speech in 2015 when he was mysteriously assassinated while out for a jog in Red Square. Months before his death, this is what he had to say about the Supreme Leader. Do you worry about what's going to happen to you? Everybody who are against him must be very careful. I think that we must replace him because he did everything against an interest of my country. Hey, America, that's what a dictatorship looks like. Now, you may be thinking Boris was assassinated all the way back in 2015. Surely this doesn't happen now. Wrong! Just over a week ago, prominent Putin critic and Chechen blogger Imran Aliyev was found dead in his hotel room. No, not just dead. This man was found with his throat slit and dozens of stab wounds in a crime scene that local French police could only describe as a product of extreme savagery. Aliyev was a native of Chechen Republic and another great example of true dictatorship and abuse at the hands of elected officials. The president of the Chechen Republic, Ramzan Kadyrov, is quite the charmer in his own right. His biggest enactment while in office has been to purge the Chechen Republic of gay men. 
many of whom have been kidnapped, beaten, and tortured by groups hired on behalf of the Chechen government to, quote, purify the land. I was taken and held for three days. They brought me back home in a sack and threw me into the yard and said, here's your son, he's gay. I want to ask you about the alleged roundup, abduction, and, and torture of, of gay men in the Republic. Folks, that's brutality. That's hardship. That's a dictator. So you want to sit up and talk about Trump, the dictator? How about you live a suppressed and oppressed life under the Trump regime, right? You know, being denied basic human rights like free college, free maxi pads, free gender reassignment surgeries, while others across the world dream of a basic level of freedom and human dignity we take for granted every single day. Feel free to complain. Continue to type out your frustrations to the world about the oppressive society you live in. Express your disdain for this unfair president because you live in this country. You got the freedom to do that. I'm sure you'll find someone to sympathize with you, but it won't be me. So here's a tip for those of you on the left. Check your privilege. Hey guys, you know Black Rifle Coffee Company is a veteran-owned and operated premium small batch roast-to-order coffee company for people who love America, people like you. They import only the highest quality beans from around the world and always roast-to-order their coffees after you place your order to ensure that you receive the freshest coffee available. They're going to develop their explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus they learned as military members serving this great country. All Black Rifle Coffee Company blends are available in whole bean and ground varieties. They also have many roasts available for purchase and single-serve coffee rounds. And listen to me, folks. The best way to enjoy this freedom-filled coffee is with the Black Rifle Coffee Club. You choose the amount and the blends that you crave, and they offer it to you at a special discounted price shipped free directly to your home or office every single month. This added convenience allows you to keep working hard, making America the land of the free and the home of the brave, and you'll never have to rush to the store again. So wake up to America's Coffee by going to blackriflecoffee.com slash watchchad. That's blackriflecoffee.com slash watchchad. And if you enter the discount code watchchad, you'll receive 20% off your first order of any coffee products. And guess what? It includes the Black Rifle Coffee Club. Go there right now. It is party time, Mom, in Trump's dictatored <laughs> America. Is dictator a word? Yes. I don't know, Candice. I is vote it? yes. You vote yes? Yes. Hot news, Natalie. Dictatored. Up. We are. We. I feel dictatored. Do you feel dictatored? I do, man. I feel dictatored a lot. Do you? Yeah. Donald Trump makes me feel dictatored. <laughs> I mean, rude. how dare he come in with that brash display on Air Force One over the Daytona 500 with those thousands of fans screaming because they are forced to do so. Mm -hmm. Man, who knew that at a NASCAR race, you know, 
a Trump rally was going to break out, but that's exactly what happened. For sure. I love that Trump, it continues to go to all these sporting events, whether it's the national game, uh, the national championship game for the college football or he, he went to Army Navy where I the, was, he went and to Army he, Navy, the SEC championship. He did a flyby. Yeah, at the stadium, it was brilliant. I got there early just to watch it. Somebody, I made a comment uh, the other day to someone where I said Trump is is genuinely a redneck, and they said no, he's not. And I said, <laughs> look, I've traveled all over this world, and I know that redneck is everywhere. It's mm -hmm. everywhere. It's mm -hmm. all over the globe. I've seen it. Okay, people are people. Trump, yes, he's from New York. Yes, he's a mogul. Yes, he's a billionaire. Yes, he's a, a playboy. Yes, he's been all these things. But he's a redneck. Mm -hmm. Look, first of all, you don't have hair like that and not be a redneck. you got a little bit of white trash in you yeah. if you have hair like that. And I, I mean, I'm just making sense, Steve. Yeah, but, you know. I'm just making, yeah, I know. Listen, and did you see Steve's mugshot picture on his new T-shirt? I told him he was really good looking. He was good looking. I don't looking. know what happened. I but like, I didn't, I didn't, couldn't he have a girlfriend back then? On an episode soon, we're going to show that mugshot. Yeah. Because I really want to break down that mugshot picture for everybody, but but it's it's the pure redneck. Now back to Trump. <laughs> Trump is just in his element. He comes out. He's just with his people. Mm -hmm. And like we were talking about with Charlie Kirk the other day on the show, I said, you know, how is it that Trump relates so well to the common man? And Char Charlie had a perfect answer. He said, because he spent his whole life walking job sites, mm -hmm. talking to these people, and and you know, spending time with people who work unions and work hourly wages and all of these things. And I know everybody's going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, but he's mistreated all these people, blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. But I got the text message yesterday from the Mike Bloomberg <gasps> campaign. I was very nice. You know, can we, you know, with so much at stake, can we count on your vote from Mike Bloomberg? Mm -hmm. I was very polite. I said, well, with this booming economy and... Uh, this record low unemployment rate, I think I'll stick with President Trump. She said, okay, thank you for your response. Hope you have a nice day. And I said, I hope you do too. That was nice. It what wasn't a it? Great that interaction. Was a computer. You're, it wasn't a real person. No, it was maybe colon Sarah. Maybe. Oh, maybe oh, Sarah. Maybe. It was maybe colon Sarah. Uh -huh. You know how when somebody shows up and they're not in your... Sarah. That freaks me out because it knows their name it does it pulls yeah. it from your emails it pulls yeah. it from everywhere oh yeah so of course it at does some point you've emailed some democrat so whatever yep. i don't care yeah i love all people there was a statistic candace that came out this week this was an interesting thing it said that uh 84 percent and i'm guessing here I'm, I'm getting close to it i can't remember the exact st statistic but when polled like 84 percent of conservatives said that they would be friends with liberals but only 25 percent of liberals said that they would be friends with a conservative so they just couldn't do it now that's an interesting statistic right there that doesn't surprise me 70, but it doesn't surprise 70, you based on what you've seen yes right and i don't like that that's a that's a horrible fact if that's true 76% of all statistics are made up. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. As Mark Twain said, there are lies, damn lies, and statistics. So yeah. who knows? I, I just know that I saw video yesterday of uh, Caitlin Bennett and our buddy. Um, anyway, you, you did you see that where they were at Ohio University? And they were getting water thrown on them, and they were getting cousins. They had 
Yeah. Joel I didn't Patrick see that. had his big four four by four. Oh. And Joel's a black guy, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I it's, do know who he is. Yeah. So good good friend of ours. Yeah. And he's got that train horn on his truck. It's great. And, oh. <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> but the name of his truck, and by the way, it's all jacked up and it's painted orange. Orange. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Trumpkin. <laughs> so that's pretty pretty solid on joel's part but i yeah. mean just to see how people get treated with stuff like this so they got water thrown on them well water and coffee and okay you know it just it, you know the mass of people that were around their truck crowding them and things like that and the cops were there just kind of standing there watching the whole thing really that's the crazy left right because you and i have liberal for i have liberal friends i don't we don't sure. talk politics because that would just be a big fat waste of time yeah but i have people that i respect that you know we respect each other and i i like them So that crazy left, you know, like crazy right. Well, the thing that bugs me at this stage in the game is when you have people who say, well, Chad, you're being divisive. You know, why are you a part of the problem? How am I being divisive for having a conviction about what I believe and stating what I believe and what I feel is good? Why do I, how is that divisive? At what point in time did just stating your opinion become divisive? It is okay for us to disagree on things. It's okay. We live in this crazy, crazy world where people are just supposed to put their head in the sand and not discuss anything that they believe in anymore because that is supposedly divisive. People are so thin-skinned that it's offensive. And I just don't buy into that philosophy. So yesterday, yesterday, uh, Candace, you'll find this interesting as well. There were people who were watching the podcast on YouTube. And if you notice down at the bottom in the live comments, there's a little dollar sign where people can donate. There were people donating money to the podcast yesterday, unsolicited and unasked for, because they said, we love speech that's not politically correct. And the fact that I called out uh, AOC and called her a slut, they said, we love that a man will still use the word slut in the 21st century. And I said, I'll use the word slut for $10 every day. Now you can call me a whore. <laughs> hey, if Man I say whore. slut, can I get a dollar? <laughs> you get no money, Steve. Damn. No money. Mm. Anyway, it's a fascinating world we live in. I don't believe in political correctness. I, don't, I, think, it's, I think it's demonic. I, th- I think it's straight out of the pit of hell, right? I just, it's yes. just something that corrupts society. Like, for instance... We have certain things that we sell on our website at watchchad.com. Sometimes they're politically motivated and they have our things. We do the same thing on our shop.blazemedia.com site where the podcast merch is. And you know, the crazy thing there is, is when I try to boost those posts every now and then, maybe throw a hundred bucks at it, they won't let me do it. They won't let me do it because it's politically motivated. But yet I see ads all the time for politically motivated things. Do you see my ads when I put them up? Because I pay for some ads for some of my stuff. Steve, you got to spend more than five bucks, dude. Oh, you got to spend yeah. more than five dollars on the ad. Yeah, I keep it right. cheap. Yeah, I, I do five dollars a day. I know. Steve's like, I just want to spend like eighty-five cents. <laughs> yeah, you, 80. Can re- you can reach two hundred people. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's all about capitalism. Hey, we're gonna get into some headlines here in a minute because some interesting things going on around the world. But if you own a car or a house, you know uh, that shopping for insurance is a mind-numbing, soul-sucking process that can take forever, but you need to have insurance. Of course you do. So stop overpaying for it. You can get a lower rate 
for the exact same coverage you already have with help from Gabby. Gabby takes the pain out of shopping for insurance by giving you apples-to-apples comparison of your current coverage with 40 of the top insurance providers, the folks like Progressive Nationwide and Travelers. So just link your current insurance account, and in about two minutes, seriously, two minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have. That's what I did. I simply logged in using my current insurance provider, and in two minutes, there were a dozen quotes that were saving me 20%. No lie. Already, look, it's going to happen for you too. Quick, easy, simple. Gabby customers save uh, somewhere around $825 per year on average. And if they can't find you savings like they did for me, they're going to let you know so you can relax knowing you have the best rate out there. Gabby's free to use. They'll never sell your info, so you don't have to worry about the annoying spam or robocalls. So take two minutes right now to start saving on your car and homeowner's insurance. Go to Gabby.com slash watch Chad for a limited time. If they can't find your savings on your insurance, you'll get a $10 Amazon gift card. That's Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash watch chad gabby.com slash watch chad terms and conditions apply and i need you to see the site for the details on that amazon deal because amazon's not a sponsor of this promotion when we come back after this brief little break of boom 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 <laughs> we will be bringing you today's headlines hang in there we're coming right back with more of the chad prather show Welcome back, Playboys and Playgirls, to Studio 22. I, uh, I, we were praying yesterday. Listen, that was a horror. Talking about Daytona 500, there's a horrific mm-hmm. wreck right there on the final lap as they finished with Ryan Newman. Thank God. Yes. He wasn't killed. I mean, this thing was, I mean, when you look at, this is 19 years ago today that Dale Earnhardt died at Daytona. And it was a very similar crash in the instant that he crashed into the wall the way Dale did. And, you know, when Dale Earnhardt crashed in the wall at Daytona, it didn't look like a major accident. Mm-hmm. Of course, when you're going from 200 to stop that fast, it's a different deal. But the, the technology and the safety that has developed because of Dale's death at Daytona, it's amazing how they've progressed with all of that. And you can't say enough about, one, the grace of God in that mm-hmm. situation, but the technology and safety equipment in those cars because that was v- savage, what Ryan Newman Fiery. went through yesterday. And just the just the way the thing flipped, it was on his head, and then he went airborne and landed on his head again. It was a bad, bad deal. Um, and so immediately, you know, a lot of folks, I mean, Twitter erupted with that. And, of course, the report that came out was he's in serious condition, but it's not life-threatening. So thank God for that. Tough deal. Tough deal. Uh, anyway... Anyway, um, let's get into a couple of headlines here. This, this a lot good. happened at Daytona. It was a very dramatic. Yeah. That was a yeah. very dramatic. It was showdown. It was, it, yeah, yeah. And congratulations to Denny Hamlin and the Joe Gibbs team. I'm not a NASCAR guy, right? Yeah, I'm not a NASCAR guy. But I, but I appreciate those who are, right? I mean, that is a that is a wild following there. Yeah, yes. Back in my mullet days, I was a NASCAR fan, but yeah. then I let the mullet grow out and, you know, outgrew it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a NASCAR guy. I mean, I can appreciate like the last three laps, five laps, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, just to sit there all day long and, Woo! 
<laughs> I have a friend that's a Jackman for Richard Childress Racing. <laughs> Jackman. <laughs> Jackman, isn't that right? I could be saying Girl. that. Or <laughs> <laughs> the fuel putter in her. I don't yeah. know which one it is. But um, so he allowed us to get on pit row and when those engines do fire up and when they do pass you it's it's a pretty powerful feeling it's powerful and it's like loud and you get hit with specks of rubber yeah right sounds like your prom night doesn't it yeah (laughs) people are like gosh i I can't understand why natalie that is my life like i'm just you know i I go hot you know fast i went to a race at texas motor speedway a few years ago and you know the cars are coming around and the rubber's hitting you in the face and this guy's you know he's collecting the pieces of rubber why did your rubber hit me in the face and he's putting (laughs) it in a little box because he was keeping it and yeah like insane anyway uh uh, the mayo clinic You know, the Mayo Clinic, everybody, if you want to go to medical school, I would apply at the Mayo Clinic because they got 364 applicants that came in, applications. They accepted all of them. (laughs) It was by mistake. It was by mistake. So remember that when you go in for that major surgery, folks. Oh, man. They may not be qualified. Uh, But there was a glitch, always a glitch, right? And that's what happened. They... um, the admissions dean told CNN that, uh, I mean, can you imagine getting accepted to the Mayo Clinic to go to school? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, wait, wait. <laughs> you know, you've called all the family and you've told them, I'm in. That's sad. And then to have to be the guy who makes the call yeah. and say, oh, sorry. Sorry, bro. No, you but just you- sent an email. Yeah. Bad news. Just kidding. Email. Yeah, just kidding. So that's, that's disappointing. Uh, anyway. Uh, there was. Did you see the picture of? You know, we we got in trouble last year when we were talking about the service animals. We talk about service animals all the time. I love to make fun of it. Look, if you need a service animal, more power to you. Bring your service. Animal. Do whatever you got to do to be you. I don't really mm-hmm. care. But I, I I again reserve the right to make fun of it. I can't stand somebody who brings their Chihuahua service animal through and it pisses all over the floor <laughs> and is pooping in the turn because that's not a trained service animal it's like we were talking about coming out of florida a few weeks ago west palm beach and this these this old couple was literally dragging their boston terrier around <laughs> it didn't want to be there and it just wasn't moving its feet and they're just dragging it behind them like a brick on a leash with its service dog vest on yes <laughs> yeah this thing just, oh you know how they gosh. can't breathe all flat-faced and everything. But anyway, we saw the picture. We talked about the service horses, the mini horses, uh-huh. because those are mini horses and dogs can be registered as Are service you talking about animal. the Nacho Libre one? This is the one. I don't know the he's, name. He, no, no, this he's is stri- not the it's same Fred. one. This is not the same lady, is it? That No. This oh. is a different lady, a new lady that this is one. She dresses him up like Nacho Libre. No. And this is I an emotional know. support animal. Yeah. So stay on, t- <laughs> stay on task, y'all. So that, that's it. So the other day, she brought Fred. Is that the one? Yes, that's Nacho Libre. Okay, I don't care. <laughs> the uh, Lucha Libre. It's yeah. dressed to look like a wrestler, a Mexican wrestler. Okay. Yes. So, which is a Lucha Libre. I'm anti Stop talking about Mexicans right now. I don't yeah, want to hear about planes. it again. The, uh, they put him in first class, and people got upset. And they're starting, they're going to outlaw this, right? So, this is weird. I mean, it is a tiny little horse. Put him in his little outfit. Look, see, there he is. Look at that little. It's all cute for a minute, and then it's like. <laughs> no, it's not cute at all. For a minute. You're like, uh, but it, not on a plane. I think he's cute. Not in the airport. Not when you're sitting in first class. He smells. 
I mean, you got the dude last week who the woman's reclined and the dude's in the back row in the thing and he's punching the seat, you know? Yes. Punching, punching, punching. Tapped him in the forehead a few yeah. times. Yeah. But then you're going to have people who are going to get on. There have been people who, you know, who got on with the guinea pig. You know, we talked about the guinea pig thing where the girl got pissed off and just flushed it down the toilet because they didn't want it to have. So she took her guinea pig and, and flushed it. Just sucked it. Woo. <laughs> those those airport, la I mean, those airplane lavatories are violent, dude. Yeah. Like, I hate them. I always hold my ears. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, it sucked it down. There's some power you, behind did it. Did I ever tell you about the time I cleaned out the hamster cage with the shop vac? And you sucked up the hamster? Yeah. It'll, I'll, <gasps> of course you did. I don't have a hamster cage to clean out anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, oh, the U.S. No. Transportation Department recently announced plans to tighten the laws so that only dogs actually trained to help disabled qualify for, for flights. Um you know, emotional support. Squirrel got kicked off a flight. Uh, the woman got kicked off with peacock. her squirrel. There was the peacock thing. I don't know. I, I hate people. It's a bunch um, of BS. Yeah. Jeff Bezos, who, mm. what, richest guy on the planet? Ever. Whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, who founded Amazon.com. I've helped make him rich. My wife's I've definitely helped make him definitely. rich. He's going to donate $10 billion to fight climate change. I mean, talk about pissing your money away. Good Lord. How about home, some home, uh, homeless people? Look, I, look, he's done a lot of charity. He's done a lot of charity. I appreciate that he needs the tax write-off and, and stuff like that. But, okay, so he's starting a new initiative called the Bezos Earth Fund. Uh, it's You know, it's going to help people... Well, Amazon, the company he runs, has an enormous carbon footprint. Last yeah. year, Amazon officials said the company would work to have 100% of its energy uh, come from solar panels and other renewable energy by 2030. But I don't know why, because AOC has already said that the Earth is going to be done. over yeah. by 2030. So what the hell do we believe, Steve? Yep. I don't know. So he's saying all of Amazon that... is going to be like delivered in a Prius or like what? How's it going to be delivered? Yeah. Well, let's take a look at the article. Start I got to put on readers. Um, oh, wait, you'd have to put it in plastic. That's all based. What well, I mean, obviously do? they got to deliver everything. They take planes and trucks and vans to ship, you know, the billions of items all over the world. Mm -hmm. That is that's a fossil fuel. Right. So uh, it's it's. Yeah, I, they're, okay. It's that's that's what they call um, a pipe dream because it ain't gonna happen. Just not gonna happen. Yeah, it's not realistic. And first of all, there's just there's just nothing that's there. There's nothing that's there. Hey, uh, I mean, when I say climate change, and I don't care who gets pissed off, climate's change. That's what happens. It's called seasons. According to Yahoo Finance, the global superfood market will grow by 200 billion from 2019 to 2023. And experts agree that eating superfoods is the easiest way to get nutrient nits foods. And the best part is it's all natural. Most of the time, the trick is finding a product with the best quality ingredients, no extracts, and the USDA seal. That's why we trust in Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition. Just one scoop of Field of Greens has the full serving of real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables, and it can assist with immunity, reduce your risk of heart disease it's prebiotic it's probiotic and it is a great source of vitamins minerals fiber and other nutrients with field of greens there is no counting pills you just put one scoop in a glass of water stir and you are done so go to brickhousechad.com save 15 percent off your first order with the offer code chad even better 
if you sign up for a recurring subscription, you can save an extra 10% every month. Build a better you, Natalie. One brick at a time. BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Offer code CHAD. We'll be back. You know, as a parent, I realize we'll just do anything for our kids. Yes. Like, I mean, we'll cut somebody's throat. We'll come after you, right? A little bit. We'll come after you. Yeah. You had an episode that happened because you were where Atlanta? I was in Atlanta this last weekend for a cheer competition. Yeah, and you had your daughter with you. What happened? You were getting on a plane, and what happened? I did. So this is a Southwest flight. Oh, I love we're going South- to name names. All right. Well, let's, get down and, let's get Southwest down and dirty. Is- no, it's Southwest. Southwest. We're coming flight. for you, Beck. I mean, Southwest. You're going to know it anyway, because on Southwest, you fly, they order A, B, C. Mm-hmm. I was B-22. My daughter was C-58. Okay. She's 10 years old. So I had, and we travel all the time. And they'll allow her to get on with me at B-22 because she's 10 years old. Anyway, (laughs) I got up to hand the lady the ticket before you get on the jetway. And she gets mine. It's great. She gets my daughter's. And she goes, oh, she's going to have to wait and get on the plane at C-58. I said, she's 10 years old. And she said, I know. She's going to have to wait. I said, I'm not leaving my daughter in an airport where you are running every 30 minutes a human sex trafficking PSA over the loudspeaker. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you can wait and get on with her. I said, well, then we won't be able to sit together because you, it's first come, first serve on this plane. Now, that might be the rule at Southwest, but I've never had a ticket taker not have enough emotional intelligence to realize, let the 10-year-old get on with her daughter. Yeah. I mean, you got to take it, you know, step by step. Anyway, people in the line started backing us up and they're like, let her get on the plane with her, with her mother. (laughs) Like everybody didn't care, you know? And so anyway, I said, no, we're going to wait till C60. This is how riots begin, Mark. (laughs) But but right here, this is how riots begin, buddy. I can imagine 50 cheerleader moms ganging up on one ticket taker. So she, she, there are groups you don't want yeah, after your ass, and let me tell you, that is I one that would like top my list. I don't feel like I was unreasonable list. in asking for that for my for for my daughter. I agree. Another mother, she took the lady's ticket, went on the jetway, then she ran down there and said, "One of your, I need to double check one of your tickets." So she pulled them off the jetway, which they had already gone on, and I'm over there, you know, huffing and puffing because I'm waiting for C60, and she pulls them off. But before she checks it and fixes it. She was in the B section. She let all of C1 through 30 go on. Now the mom's just getting fired up because she's not going to get to sit by her two children. She starts piping in, and I'm like, you're not alone. Anyway, the poor lady, I shouldn't say poor because that's what you get. I mean, quit acting like a brand-new cop who can't wait to give a speeding ticket out. Like, you're power-hungry. Rules are rules, Natalie. I know. You're Rules right. are rules. you got to obey them. This that's is a true. Trump dictatorship we live under now. I didn't, I didn't go total mama bear because, you know, she— does have enough power to probably not allow me to get on the plane. Yeah. So I, I I did keep it in check, but she did know that there were a lot of cheer moms who were not happy at that moment. Yeah. She probably didn't care. You should have yeah. used her, hey, I'm hot news Natalie. Yeah, that, well, did, I don't know that she's our audience. But, that doesn't have a lot of street cred? I don't know. I, I don't think she was your target audience, Chad. Okay. I just, I, enough said. Yeah, I mean, if you know your, you know, who, who <laughs> We know our demographic. 
Yeah, if they can recognize us, she didn't recognize me. <laughs> she did God. not. Somebody. That's there, where we live, people. Yeah. That's where we live. Someone at the airport did recognize me. Yeah. Got a very nice gentleman named Michael came up, knows the Chad Prather show, so that was awesome. The thing that bugs me, and we're in the airport every week. The thing that the thing that bugs me, air travel doesn't bug me. The airport bugs me. Hmm. There are certain elements that are just I hate the rental car shuttles. Hate, hate, hate the rental car shuttles. Um, just being crammed on those buses with all the gear we have to travel with and just people breathing in your face and then being the way they are when they're trying to when it stops and they're trying to get to their bags. And it's like just be patient. We're trying to get all this stuff out of your way. Hate them. But the airport. If you just wouldn't scream at us like we're five-year-olds, and I'm talking to the TSA. Yes. And I don't want to pick on the TSA. They're there to do a job. It's a worthless job. I, I Look, I'm not saying you're worthless. I'm just saying what you do, I don't believe in it. Now, I have to be careful what I say to the TSA because we get recognized <laughs> all the time, and I don't need your BS coming after me. But you don't have to scream at people like they're two years old. Belittling. You know? Yeah. You don't have to do that. I mean, look, I'm sitting here. I'm TSC pre-checked. I'm a member of CLEAR. You don't have to scream at me about what needs to come out of my bag and that my shirt or my jacket needs to come off, whatever, that my boots need to come off. And and then the tone, the condescending tone in which you do it, it really makes me want to pinch your head off. <laughs> Beep. So that and it does. There's one city that's worse than all of them that we've had that we've traveled this year so far. So they're just power hungry. Houston. Oh. Everyone we dealt with in Houston had attitude. Some of them are okay. Yeah. Because they're just like, yeah, okay, you're flying out of Sydney, Montana. We trust you're not going to fly in any buildings. You know why? Because there's not any. Right. Just get on the freaking plane. <laughs> the same person checks the bag for you, puts it on the plane for you, and flies the plane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're <Would> nice you, <laughs> it's like it's like chad thornsbury our buddy you know who does some shows with us every now and then has got that bit about when they weigh you they weigh your bags and i've been on those where they have to weigh you because the plane's so small they gotta oh. place you and so he said this great big woman was in front of him and she, they said how much do you weigh and she's 140 pounds <laughs> and he said he said I, they said are you ready to get on the plane he said not till you get her back here because there ain't no way she weighs she's, 140 pounds i'm not 140 pounds i understand that he's standing behind her waving your arms no, yeah no so you know i, I just don't be so condescending that's the deal yeah. don't be we're doing everything we can and by the way let me tell you something uh, TSA cannot make me run this through the conveyor. They cannot make me run this hat through the x-ray. I know guys in rodeo who travel with a little laminated card with your rose on them. Mm -hmm. And they'll show it to you. And they'll say no. And I have them every now and then. LA's the worst. Chicago is next. New York is terrible. Um, there are certain other places. LA is the worst, though. Like, they, by God, how dare you wear a hat in here? And I'm like, look here, man. You can't make me send this hat, which, by the way, is, is, is I'm not even going to tell you what it retails for. Right. Much as the x-ray machine. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't going to tell you what this hat retails for. Right. And you're asking me to send it through on that dirty conveyor, which right. every time when it comes out, it's going to have a black mark on it. It doesn't fit in your stupid bins. And I don't want to do it. Yeah. I don't, don't want to do it. I don't put my ball cap in there either. I wear it. Right, exactly. And I'll take it off and hand it to them as I walk through the. Either you stand there. The, yep. They look at you naked through the deal. 
You right. hold your hands over your head, and then you hand them the thing. They feel in here for whatever they're feeling for. They're yeah. feeling and half for the drugs. Time, some of them, they rip the, they pull the, the, the satin out right here out of the um, thing. And I'm like, this is why I don't want you to touch it. Right. <laughs> they always do this right here, but I see them, they'll pull that back in the front where the... I mean, come on. We're not Peaky Blinders here. We're not carrying razor blades in our cowboy hats. Meanwhile, but... you can fly without your ID. I've done it twice. You actually can... I. I was in Florida. My friend and I, she she held my license for me. I forgot it. I was flying back from another cheer competition from Summit. And I got there, went through security. I did not have my ID because it was still in her wallet. But I had my state registered or issued license to carry. And I gave them that. And they go, that's not going to work. I oh. said, it's, it's state registered. Like that, get, that was given to me from the state. And they're like, nope, it's got to be your driver's license. I'm like, what if I don't drive? It just that's not going to work. But I have flown twice. You just have to go through additional screening and background. I've flown twice without having my picture ID. Meanwhile, your hat's being ripped apart <laughs> by TSA. I don't like it. I, gonna, I don't like it. I I'm going to pull out my permit next time to see because it looks like a driver's license. Your, your LTC? Yeah. They're not. They supposedly this guy was like, nope, does not work. I'm going to see. It, if it's they very pay frustrating. Attention. That's frustrating. It's all frustrating. It's frustrating. I mean, that is, I, that is, I want to fly in private. I want to fly a private jet. That's, that's the deal. Well, <laughs> that's just not environmentally friendly. Oh, God, I'm messing up on Mark's phone, Mark. Um, but anyway, back to the point. I'm going to make it really quick. Uh, we'll do anything for our kids. And apparently the Boy Scouts is declaring bankruptcy because they're not going to be, able, I mean, they got, they're going to have to pay out all these lawsuits yes. for the sexual abuse and harassment and stuff like that. That's How far are they going back kids. on that? I'm, you never know. You're not getting any money, Steve. <laughs> Statute of limitations. <laughs> and if you enjoyed it and asked for it, Steve. Uh, so count. I'm just saying, I got a son that's about to be an Eagle Scout, and we've invested a lot of money, and I'm going to need him to hurry up and get those badges. Sure. Let's get this thing knocked out. Let me tell you, my wife is so supportive of it. She is. She's involved with all of it. She's going to be an Eagle Scout before him. Is she a den mother? <laughs> is absolute. that what they, they still call him den no, mothers? No, they don't call him a den mother. I don't. She's she's one of them. She she's is. joined the cult. Uh, she's joined the cult. It's impressive. So, Don't anyway, hey, <sighs> I had to get that out. I apologize. We'll be right back. Hey, folks, as you know, we appreciate you. Tuning in, subscribing, leaving a good rating and a review. Five stars because that's what we deserve. You got to do that where podcasts are offered. You know what really ticks me off? Really ticks me off. Stuber Gear comes out with Stu Does America and bam, he just, hit. just jet rockets. Shout to the top of the charts. The thing that makes that happen is it's a ratio process. When you go into places like Apple Podcasts, and you leave a rating and a review, it tells them that you're interested in the thing, and so they give you a higher ranking. So we tend to hover around the 150 mark, which is a great place to be in rankings when you talk about all the podcasts that are out there. But in, And then on day of air, we typically bump up into, you know, in the top 100. I'd, I'd really like for us to kind of get up there and just go after Glenn Beck, coming for you, Beck. But I want you to come out and find us on the road. You get my tour schedule, watchchad.com. We're, we're not anywhere for a few weeks. We're going to be in Elk City, Oklahoma, coming up in March. Then we're going to be at CPAC here in two weeks, Washington, D.C. So you can hang out with me, Party Foul Steve, and Bougie Sean. 
But go to WatchChad.com, get all the fun stuff that's there, and even access to the podcast. Click subscribe right now on YouTube. Stay tuned for exciting things, and we're going to be keeping having fun with you. Get Blaze TV, BlazeTV.com. Get it right now. We love y'all. God bless. Talk to you next time. Bye.